Would you bet a few thousand dollars that you could sink an eight-foot putt? What about 10 grand that you could win a drag race against a Camaro with a thousand horsepower? If you bet $2 million, could you bet it all on one football game? Maybe you wish you could, but you probably wouldn't. Gamblers is about the people who did. From the Ringer Podcast Network, listen to Gamblers Season 2 on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode of the Bill Simmons Podcast is presented by State Farm. If you ever been in an accident and you're okay, but you know what happened? Your first reaction is going to be, man, why did that happen? If you ever buy a new house or a new car, or a new anything, there's this little rush you get when you're like, I did it, I made it happen. But really, the only words you need to remember are like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm has options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to help choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm, is there. Learn more at statefarm.com. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer partner of the NBA. It's just what you need to sit back and enjoy the game. And they're also getting fans closer to the game than ever. You can win exclusive NBA prizes like courtside seats, signed memorabilia, and more. I love Michelob because of how light it is. It's only 95 calories with 2.6 carbs. You know what the perfect time for Michelob Ultra is? A little doubleheader, a little NBA doubleheader. Right at first half of the first game. I don't know, West Coast time, that's usually about 5 o'clock, 5.30, perfect time for a beer. You can do it. Grab a pack to enjoy today. Learn more and enter for your chance to win at MichelobUltra.com slash courtside, LDA, 21 and up. All right, this is part two of the massive NBA over-under extravaganza pod. Ryan Rosillo still here. Joe House still here. If you missed part one, go check it out. We did the West. Coming up is the East. I'm so excited. Let's bring in Pearl Jam one more time. All right, here we go. Let's start with the Atlantic Division in the East. I had to have a, we went and got a little coffee break. I'm dreading this segment. The Celtics, 53 and a half over under. Plus 125 for the division, plus 270 for the conference, six to one for the title, five to one for the play in, if you want to get super ambitious. They're also in a division that has Brooklyn, who's over under is 51 and a half. Philly, who's over under is 50 and a half. And a Toronto team that I know House and I both like, their overrunner is 46 and a half. This division is about as loaded as it gets. Rosillo, that number seems high. The Celtics just lost their coach a month ago amid scandal. They lost their center for at least the first two months of the season. Which isn't going to be smooth sailing when he comes back. Can we just admit that? Like whenever Rob Williams is clear to come back, like the idea that, okay, everything's fixed now. They're 20 minutes a game. Right. And I don't blame them delaying it. I think that's done far too often where the guy gets surgery towards the start of camp. They go like, what the hell? He's like, no, no, that's the medical process of trying to figure out if they could avoid surgery. Yeah. And you put it off, you hope, and then, you know, there you are with the Rob Williams thing. But I just don't see how they have the biggest number in the NBA. So I think part of this house, you, you, you've dabbled in the Vegas sorcery of how they come up with these lines. 
once they're committed to some sort of number, it's really hard for them to move too far off the number. Because we even saw the Celtics were the favorites to win the title and then the Doka thing happened and they were still the favorites when they shouldn't have been after that happened. But I think they're afraid to move the lines too far, right? I think that's right. I think they have uh, a band that they've created of, of the potential wins. They're not going to move outside of that band. You know, it's a one and a half game kind of band, depending on how the yeah, market jumps Their whole in. job is to just get as much action as possible without having too much exposure. So I think that's right, the explanation. With that said, 53 and a half feels too high. It does. And I really like them. And I think, by all indications, the coaching transition, maybe people from the inside don't think it's as big of a deal, even though I thought Yudoka did an awesome job last season. Uh, maybe it's yeah, a combination of, of things where they're expecting growth and a healthy Brogdon, and you start looking at the options. You're like, holy shit, they still have Derek White. Like You start going through their first eight. Their first eight, best version of it, is a really nice eight to nine yeah. guys. And so that's where I'm like, okay, but I still feel like maybe there's two teams in the West that I like a little bit more. But remember, too, last year, the models, like, I think there needs to be, like, some NFL t-shirt that says, what's the analytics say? <laughs> <laughs> Just to make a... But the analytics love the Celtics so fucking much. And I remember Wick recently being on some interview, which is before all the Yudoka stuff, but he said, hey, we were a little overrated last year. And people try to dig into, like, what that meant. Like, the owner of the team was admitting, like, what is it? No, it was strictly that the models gave him, like, a 90% chance of winning the NBA Finals against the Golden State Warriors team yeah. that you were like, wait, you can pick them, you can like them, but it shouldn't be 90%. Like, I don't care. And the math loved the Celtics, and I think this number is a carryover that the math still loves the Celtics. Totally true. Totally agree. That's definitely an element of it. That sample size from last season informs this number. The thing that I want to try and have an answer to, and maybe you'll explain it to me, Bill Simmons, you can't play Al Horford meaningful minutes during the regular season. You just can't do it. And you don't have Robert Williams. So how are you going to replicate? What's the version of that defense? I, they need Dwight Howard bad. <laughs> they, that's not even a joke. If they sign Dwight Howard, I'm going to be so fucking bummed out. <laughs> More I was bummed out to shack. see him in the Redeem Team, Doc. <laughs> he was wearing a sweatshirt that had him and Kobe Bryant on the sweatshirt. And we were like, House and I are watching it. We're like, Kobe hated you. Why are you wearing a Kobe sweatshirt? That was the most. Please don't end up on the Celtics, Dwight Howard. Would that bother you more than Shaq ending up on the Celtics? No, because I like Shaq. You know, he was yeah. a Laker, but I still liked him. Yeah, but you tweeted out you weren't thrilled. Well, because we had a lot of centers. Didn't make sense. I would have rather had a shooter that year. Um, here's the thing with the Rob Williams piece. He made them special and we know they're not going to have whatever version of him for two months and probably not the good Rob Williams until the all-star break. And I think Hopefully. that's worth four wins, right? Four wins the wrong way. So my only question is... Three words. Grant Williams time. Grant Williams time. Little uh, Cabangeli, my dad's a big fan of. The Gallinari thing's a little overrated because they have a bunch of ways to replace him, including Sam Hauser, who everybody's on board with. I will say the one thing that excited me, I watch, I've, I've been watching the preseason. I just, I, I don't know why, but this year I've been watching preseason hoops. Brogdon's really exciting when he's healthy watching him out there with this team. When you see Brogdon and Smart and Tatum and Brown and Horford, and you see those fives together, I think that's going to be in the running for best five-man unit. But to answer your question, House, 
the Horford thing, they've got to figure that out. He played 2,005 minutes last year in the regular season. And then in the playoffs, he played another 815. That's 2,800 minutes. And you could feel it in the in the postseason, the post-season whenever they had it was, to... It was like good, really good game. Yeah. And yeah, they were if like there was two days in, off, yeah. he was better. If it was one day off, not as good. And last season, they got the benefit of him basically having that full Oklahoma City season right. to recover, right? But you, you can't have an expectation with this team. Well, and that's why if you're figuring out the 53 and a half, there's ways this could get a little gamey, right? Horford... Oh, Horford's out now four weeks. And now it's like, well, we don't have Horford or Williams. So, and the East is better. The West is better. So I, it's probably a slight under for me. The things I'm watching for with this team, how much, how much can Brogdon play? Brogdon noted health risk. We don't need to go over the checkered history, but can, can he just play like 75 games and play 25 minutes a game? There's that. Can Hauser give them 15 good, 15 to 20 Max Struess type minutes? If that happens and if Brogdon stays healthy, I can see them threatening the over. But I, to me, it's an under. What do you think, Priscilla? I'm leaning under, um, even though I, you know, there's some arguments against it. I mean, they started, what, 23 and 24. They finished up 28 and 7. They're closer to the 28 and 7 team. I mean, we still have to admit at times, which we did plenty of times during the regular season, that's one of the greatest in-season turnarounds I've ever seen from a team. And a team that hadn't done anything yet. You know, there's teams that are good that are on year three or four where you're like, these guys are kind of going through the motions and then are expecting a turnaround. But an in-season, like, what the fuck is wrong with these guys? Like, they were getting close to the ban list on League Pass for me, where I was like, I don't really want to watch it anymore. Yeah. Uh, but I think some of those clutch scoring issues that we didn't like about them when they were a 500 team, they kind of crept back in. Hopefully Brogdon alleviates some of that stuff. But their net rating after the All-Star break, they were like five points better than the number two team in net rating. They were like plus almost 13 points in differential. Mm. And so that's, again, why the math liked them and all that kind of stuff. So I wouldn't get super heated about an over or an under on this total. Yeah, it's certainly not a lot. I'm just leaning towards under a little. Yeah, 53 and 29 won the East last year. Miami had the yeah, best record Yeah, that's a good record. East. Especially yeah. in this East where we know we have seven really good teams. The uh, that, Since January 1st, the end of the season last year, 46 games, they're 34 and 12 to Russell's point. Yeah. Like, this was an awesome team, but Rob was a huge part of that. And I just feel like he was the difference for them. Brogdon might be his own version of difference. Even watching him for a little bit in the preseason, and it just feels different. Yeah, like look, that guy can get to the basket. He can shoot yeah. threes. He's a really good defensive player. And just, he's just better than Derek White. Yeah, it just sucks that uh, Horford is the the option to maintain your your non-Rob stretch. You know, and that did, Well, they're going to play yeah. Grant more at center. And and I actually think Cam is going to play. At least Blake. for the first month, I think we're going to see him. <laughs> why, why'd I heard you, laugh? you say that. Why'd you laugh? He oh, said Blake. Well, I mean, you know, he did have a baby. He has a baby to. to Blake's had to some after. interesting quotes that got me excited. Talking I about how driven this team is, yeah. I was like, "Oh, Blake, come to come to the stable team after you were just in this net soap opera." And then I was like, "Oh, my team's not stable either. We just lost our coach." I like the Celtics' instability better than the net. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so under, under, house, under, under, under. Yeah. Okay, none of us feel good about it. I just think the number is a little too high. They still they, might I, be the one seed. I, they, they, yeah, they're going to sure. be a really good team. It's, fine. it's deep. They all kind of, you know, you expect maybe just a little bit more of a creep up from Tatum 
did Brown work on ball handling this offseason? You know, some of these things. So, and also the, would they play 106 games last year or whatever? There's always atrophy the next year after that when you have that kind of minutes. At Ooh, least they didn't have the argument. Olympics. Okay. Um, here's the other thing with the with that number. So they're 53 and a half. The Nets are 51 and a half and the Sixers are 50 and a half. And you could argue the Sixers should have a higher over under than oh, the Celtics. One could right? argue that. Which we're going to argue in a second. Let's talk Nets first. Over under 51 and a half, two to one to win the division, seven to one to win the title because I think they're freedom with numbers. House, what if this goes horribly wrong? What do you mean, what if? Well, there's a chance it doesn't. I, I think the Nets have a wide swath of possibilities. <laughs> but we saw, we're taping this on a Tuesday. There was a video today. There was some sort of Brooklyn Nets commercial. And Ben Simmons shoots this air ball where as he's shooting, his hand oh turns on the ball. And it's one of the, it's like a shot that if my son had done it in the backyard, I would have put it on Instagram to make it, fun of him. I mean, it's a casual playground. All the guys, it's the team walking. And he has a ball and he throws it to, to the rim. I'm not saying that's ridiculous. Throws it. He took a shot. He I'm missed it by two feet. He didn't take a shot. We're not, that we're was not a shot. dissecting his Priscilla, was that a shot or was that form? not a shot? It was bad. It was so bad. And it was... <laughs> it, it was bad. Yeah, yes. but it doesn't matter that it wasn't a shot or it wasn't really a shot. <laughs> to see what his hand does, his left hand does, when it's out, and you're like, holy yeah. shit. That's what you do. I listened to him with JJ and Tommy, and it was a really great interview. I couldn't and, listen to okay, it. Okay, all right. But it was revealing, right? You got to kind of know more about Ben Simmons and where his head is at. The problem is, I think it was also a really bad interview because I learned more about where Ben Simmons' head was at. Where during it, he's like, yeah, man, like, I'm fucking awesome. Like, I listened to it and went, I feel even worse about him. <laughs> That's why I didn't want to listen to it. <laughs> and so I think the interview, like, great job on those guys getting him to, like, JJ's going to have that relationship. I think Tommy knows him a little bit, too. Like, there was yeah. there was clearly, like, a breakthrough that most of us would never have gotten in that interview. Except in the, he sounded delusional. All the quotes, it, he sounded like a maniac. All of it was delusional. I was like, dude, do you have any concept of like the shit you could have done a little bit better throughout these last couple of years? How about and the fact wasn't. that so like are, he's still confident, man? I give him that. <laughs> how about like how do you just not care about being good at the free throw line when you're on a team that has changed to win the title and you're like a forty? We can't say he doesn't was care. Was a forty percent free throw say shooter? He doesn't care. Yeah, but how was that Doc Rivers' uh, fault weird. that the, he the, couldn't get fouled in a playoff series? The quotes were like I'd listen to it and go, "Oh my, whoa!" No, he's delusional. There's. Yeah. There's Illusional, some I thought was the right word. Real issues there. And I don't feel good about his thing at all. I think the Kyrie thing, it's so funny to hear anyone say how, well, Kyrie's in a contract here. If he's ever going to be focused, it's this year. It's like, no, we saw this in Boston in 2019. Guess what? Not only was he not focused, but it kind of ruined the team that he was in a contract here. So I'm not accepting that either. And, and the other thing too, he wants credit for losing out on a massive extension. Right. Right. And here's the thing. He still thinks the extension's coming. I can say with 100% certainty, he still thinks it's coming. That's why he wanted the Lakers thing so badly because he was like, they'll actually give it to me because right. I've been fucking around in their backyard. Well, now and they have Draymond. Now they don't know what to do with which troubled star to go after in the summer. So, for, so wanting it, and it's like, no, I'll give, I'll give you, I guess I'll give you credit if you never get it, but like you think you're still going to get it. He's been his last three seasons, he played 20, 54, and 29 games. Good luck. There's a lot not to like about this team. I don't trust the Simmons piece at all. Remotely, 1%, watching him play in, in opposing arenas, um, him getting fouled, him being out there in fourth quarters 
What if someone does hack a Ben? They may go over. I don't know how you bet it. You I can't. don't know how you bet it. You can't. I also don't know how you bet the under because there's a world in which they're just like 40 and 10 after 50 games. It's a, it's like, a, right, but it's a huge be ludicrous. for all of the personalities to be like, everything just worked out is the beginning of the DVD. Right. There's too many variables where you have, I mean, Nash, they try to get fired, right? So you have that. So what if they start out nine and eight? Do they just, does he get fired right then? What are we getting from Kyrie? How many games? Um, KD at this point in his career, how many more like in his prime years are left for KD? He's, gonna, he's in his mid-30s now. They have no rim protection at all. It's Nick Claxton and Sharp. So the Simmons defense is actually like really important house. Like they, it's not just that they need Simmons to play. They actually need him to be the best defensive player in the team. And I have no idea where his head's at. Hilariously, this team is where Dwight Howard should go. The, oh he really God. does make Imagine sense as, this. A, as a second line, you know, rim rim protector with that second unit. Because look at that. Look at their, it, it's, it's, it's Markeith Morris and Nick Claxton. Poor Seth. Seth was in the perfect spot in Philly. He was. He really was. And now he's with this like crazy show. Uh, I'm going under. What do you have, Rosillo? Under. It's under. It's not, not even worth talking about. You know who is worth talking about is the Philadelphia 76ers. Over under 50 and a half. Three to one to win the division. Gun to your head, who do you like in this division? Philly, Brooklyn, Toronto, or uh, Boston? To win the whole, like, I really like Toronto, but I can't pick them ahead of these other teams. So I'm going to say Philly. Well, the best odds. What if I gave you 10 to one odds for the division? Sure. I already bet it. I already bet Toronto to win the division at 10 to one. How many bets do you guys each have? House and I call, we called each other and we were, we made that for 30 minutes, we're on the phone making bet, trying to align. It's more fun when you have somebody else to share the bets with. Yeah. 10 to one, we thought was absurd. We'll get to Toronto in a second. I really like this Philly. I don't, to me, I don't understand why Philly's not the favorite. Um, you just have to be shy with, with your Embiid enthusiasm. That's all. Well, Embiid health. That's it. Harden has said all the right year. things and looks like he's in shape. We saw Mac, we were watching the beginning of He complained of the, that he didn't get enough credit also. Who did? For not ta- not giving back the money. Yeah. Or for giving back the money. Yeah, yeah. You know why he didn't get credit? Because everybody, everybody thinks, thinks like he extension. got like fanatic stock or something. <laughs> like no, nobody thinks like uh, it was on the level. Um, PJ Tucker is an amazing ad. Tybo, I still have stock in. You talked about Melton in part one, Rosillo. We like him as a playoff series guy. Yeah, you don't really appreciate him until you watch yeah, him all the time. He's exactly what they needed. Yeah, he's he was a really nice, nice swing. For I them. like this team. I, I think this team's gonna have the best record in the East unless Giannis just goes ham. If Gian, if you're telling me Giannis is gonna play 75 games, I would take Milwaukee. I just don't know. He, he plays less games than you think, Giannis. He does. He plays less minutes, um, which we've we've all covered before too. Uh, which by the way, it's it's kind of work, but I also think he falls into that group. Like I'm telling you, go through all the top players. Like whenever I do the depth charts and I yeah. look at how their games are trending and I'm like, holy shit, like this guy missed a ton of games. Like LeBron, when people say like, oh, we age, we'll wonder when it kicks in. Look at his game logs the last three or four seasons. He's missed like, like he, what, 25 he, at yeah, least out he, of the last three He misses three of the a last lot four. of games. So yeah. I don't know what'll happen here. I mean, Harden can't come back and miss games if he's finally telling you after two years of this hamstring injury that he's in shape again. Um, Embiid, I think his story's been incredible. Like to think of how he started and to think that he'd had different language in the contract, which was still pretty player friendly yeah. on the first extension. Cause you wonder like how healthy is this guy going to stay for the most part? Like 
He's been healthier despite the fact that the playoffs were a disaster for this team. I like I like all of the pieces here, even though I don't love Harris or whatever. No, there's one piece you don't like. The coach. I don't... Doc doesn't bother me nearly as much as he bothers you guys. And in regular season, I'm fine with it. I have no issue with yeah, Doc. Yeah, we haven't talked about the play- We're not even talking about the playoffs. Yeah, I have no problem with Doc in the regular season. All I know season. is Doc, since 2008, the 07-08 season, has coached more talented rosters over a 15-year span than anyone in the history of basketball. And two-thirds of the time, the team underachieves. And there's always the some playoffs, reason for it, and it's always somebody else's fault. The Atlanta series was, was a tough it's one. It's regular season, in, too. When it, the so. only kick-ass team he's had was the 07-08 team from a regular season standpoint. Every other time, it's always like, will this happen? Will this happen? Yeah, but 09 Celtics is Garnett's injury. They would have won. No, but I'm just if saying, you're like, to say that, then you got to give them credit for last year because that was an absolute train wreck of a season, and they won 51 games. He had his second uh, best player they were two missing, games out of being the one seed. missing okay. the entire season. You got to give him credit for that. Yeah, well, this, I, I'll give him credit for if this team's nine and eight after seventeen games, <laughs> he's not going to be the coach. Okay, I he's, uh, he's on fucking watch. But again, that was another one where everybody in the community, and I'm talking about the NBA community here, was like, "Oh, Doc will be gone. Like Daryl will get his way." It's like, "Oh, well, there he is." I mean, that does happen a lot. With, there like, was a Lakers kind right. of hey. That's why oh, the they're Lakers, at the bar till three in the morning, kind of talking. Right, because when you look at the other side, we're like, how come the Lakers haven't done anything yet? Because they like, thought oh, they're getting they're, docked. And it's docked. Like, look, last year during the low of lows, and we should have mentioned this during the West, but what the Pelicans front office has done is incredible. They deserve all sorts of credit. They found a way. They maneuvered. It's, it's Nailed one of the some most drafts. Exciting. It's one of the most exciting. There was a time where everybody was like, hey, you're hearing Griff's out? That was last year. We were talking. To, I had him on my list of you could he work for the ringer after he gets fired. Yeah, but there's a difference between who could be on the hot seat and then actually hearing from people that were plugged in that like it felt like Griffin was gone for a couple of weeks. And yeah. then the same thing happened with Doc here. Uh, the Sixers, a complete regular season playoff discussion. This has nothing to do with the playoffs. I think they have a best. I love that I know who everybody's supposed to be with the team. Could yeah, Maxie's going to be even better. Great candidate for most improved Plus, player. Plus, I mean... James Harden gave up all that money. <laughs> Selfless. It's 13 million. Selfless. Just gave he it said, up. I think the phrasing was really funny because he was like, you have, I have to admit, I didn't get enough credit. <laughs> and he was like, wait, is that how you say that? He's, He's also great. the North American CMO of Fanatics for $17 million He's a great. year. I love him. Um, I think we're all going over on that one. Yeah. House and I, we saw the beginning of a Sixers preseason game last night, and Maxie looked like he had been training with you in Manhattan Beach, Rosillo. He was he, His guns were fucking Probably loaded. Probably some more cardio, too. Jesus. Creatine, whatever. <laughs> well, all the proteins that make the muscles nice, nice and tight. One like of the things I like about the Sixers team, I hate raving about the Sixers team, but I like that they have different types of lineups. It, it's, it's Right? They the can play like Russello that. just said. Yeah, the, when they can play that Maxie Melton Tybal Tucker the and minivan, yeah, just like just let, like our let, defense if, thing. If Trez, you know, whatever was found in his car, if that's was left better behind, than Dwight Howard, I agree. I like uh, that they'll be able to get back in games. I think like those games when Harden's like two for eight and looks like he was out till shit, five in the no, morning. You, you could argue Doc lost his job with the Clippers because of Montrez. So I, I'm surprised. <laughs> I'm surprised they would even allow that to be an option. Do we need to have the Harden conversation now, or should we just save it till April when we're doing pods every Sunday? Yeah, let's stay positive. All right. Regular season Harden, I'm in. There we go. Do we think he can make an all-NBA team? I think something will have gone wrong. If he made an all-NBA team? Yeah. Oh. Means Embiid's He'd have to be one of the six guards. Yeah. 
Why couldn't he be? But look, well, this, has he'd have a, to... this has been a steady decline of, of numbers here. And I guess we're kind of buying into the idea that it's all going to be different. Here's who we'd have here. to bump out. Curry, Booker, Ja, Luca. All right, forget it. Harden, Barnes. No, he, he actually could. He could make it. He's in that next level of... Okay. Yeah, it's possible. Mitchell. I, uh... It's funny, like, Harden can only surprise us at this point, right? We've all kind of decided whatever our feelings are in Harden either. You can do an advanced metrics case. You can say he's the worst playoff player of all time. Zach had a great take about how he's guard Carl Malone. Um, you could just say he's addicted to his regular season playoffs. He's going to kick you in the yeah, nuts. Yeah, I don't remember Carl Malone looking absolutely in outer space, though, like the way yeah. we have with Harden. Those couple of those Jordan finals. Okay, Jordan finals. Yeah, true. <laughs> True. You know, how about Miami first round where you're like, you don't get back on defense in the playoffs? I guess we just did that conversation. (laughs) You said we weren't going to do it. (laughs) I didn't want to do it. I know I want to do this. The Toronto, watch out for Toronto conversation. Yeah. Rosillo, credit to you. You were in on Barnes early. You bought a lot of stock. It was like Apple 1982 range. You just went in. I guess my first question here, the over-under for them is 46 and a half, 10 to 1 for the division, uh, minus 250 for the playoffs, plus 130 for the play-in. Can Scotty Barnes make the all-star team is the first question, which leads to the second question. Do you realize how many possible all-stars we have in the East? This goes to the how fucking loaded the league is conversation. I just wrote down all the players I thought could possibly make the all-star team. I'm going to read them to you right now. I think we can lock in Giannis, Durant, Embiid, and Tatum, right? Those four, unless one of them gets hurt. Say it again. Giannis, Durant, Embiid, Tatum, I think. Lock them in. Just give them four spots. Harden, Scotty Barnes, Siakam, Adebayo, Butler, Trey Young, Donovan Mitchell, Evan Mobley, LaMelo Ball, Chris Middleton, Jalen Brown, Kyrie Irving, DeJounte Murray, Darius Garland, Fred Van Vliet, Tyrese Maxey, Bradley Beal, DeMar DeRozan, Zach Levine, Tyler Hero, don't laugh, Ben Simmons, Kristaps Porzingis, Cade Cunningham, Franz Wagner, Drew Holiday, Jared Allen, Julius Randle, Brunson. It's 34 guys. And you could tell me any of those guys could make the all-star team. I wouldn't be surprised. Even Jared Allen. It's like, all right, I could see it. Well, not even. Not- Porzingis, like, all right, if he's like 24 and eight a game and Man. they need two centers. They're not going to be good enough. But, Just saying. Yeah, I mean, the Porzingis thing swung the other way where everybody like thinks he lights himself on fire when he touches a basketball <laughs> right. now. And you're like, he's not. I mean, you can speak to this he better than we can. He played the 18 games yeah, he at was, the end of the season. There's some, some nice there's, there's House stats. doesn't want to admit this, but House has a couple Porzingis texts in my phone <laughs> about how he's getting secretly <laughs> pumped about how he was looking. But yeah, I think like... On paper, it's like, yeah, could Scotty Barnes make an all-star team? But then it's like, you look at those names, it's like, I don't care if he does or doesn't, but I almost feel like the Barnes train is is heading somewhere where I'm like, I loved him, but I loved him. Oh, it's like a settle down Barnes train. But I I just was like, what do you, what do people actually think he's going to be? Like when people were saying you can't trade Scotty Barnes for Kevin Durant, okay, age and salary and those things, fine. But like, do you think Scotty Barnes is going to be somebody that's unquestionably like a top 10 player in the NBA? I don't. I don't know that I see that, and yet I love him. I fucking love him. I love that he can do so many different things. I love that he's that big and can bring the ball up. I like, I just like what Nurse and the staff does too, where they allow players to kind of be who they need to be. There's a freedom with that team mm. where 
you know, there's a version of Barnes where he's with a different team and people are like, oh, this guy's not that good. And, you know, Nurse got it. Nurse, Nurse knew exactly what he had, but I'm still not sure that I'm signing off on like he's a one on a really good team. Because I still think that list is always like five or seven players, maybe tops. We got Toronto. Well, we're not going to say we got them right or wrong. They were the hardest one, I thought, last year for us because we weren't confident about what direction uh, the franchise wanted right, to go. Right, we thought there was a tanking possibility. We looked at the roster and we were like, how can we make 45 or 46 wins out of this roster? And then they went out and, and did it. And they got... With one, like a lot of injuries, like Ananobi missed yeah. at least no, 30 that's games. that's the other crazy thing is a lot Van of these Vliet. guys missed time. But see, yeah. but the thing is, is you know what? As we keep saying this, another thing that played in the record, settling the way they did, is everybody had people that missed time. Yeah. So like when you started looking at the seedings going into the playoffs, like every single fan base thought it was only about them. And you're like, you're only paying attention to your guys that were out. So it actually becomes a little repetitive in that, to the original point, almost all the best players missed a ton of time last season. And I don't know if that's, the final year coming out of the COVID or the new norm. I love the Porter signing. Do you know how old he is? Isn't he like 28? He just turned 29. No way. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. I thought the Warriors liked him. The Warriors were like disappointed that they didn't get to keep him. But it's just this weird long team that I think is going to try hard every night. And I think Barnes is going to really give a shit. And the 46 and a half seems too low to me. The nurse factor. Yeah. Uh, I do think Barnes gets better. I also, you know, I could sit there and say I'm a little worried about, you know, do they have enough size? Because Boucher's got some weird numbers. Uh, and then my man Precious, who I fucking There's love. There's another too. leap for him, I think. I for think Precious? They, yeah. I think they uh, convincingly won that trade. Because they didn't have to pay Kyle Lowry, who we have no idea if he's ever going to be in shape again. And they got Precious out of it. Um, I think this team is a sneaky trade team, too. To acquire somebody. Yeah. Because they, they have all their picks, right? And we know there's going to be four unhappy stars, superstars, whoever. But they can put together, like, Ananobi with Thaddeus Young. with Like, all of a sudden, they can get to $30 million. They have picks. It's going to be this weird long team just other than Van Vliet, you know. Right. They're Van Vliet be, and a bunch of 6'8 interchangeable dudes. Yeah. I like them. I, I'm excited to watch them. Good defense. I have them at that 10 to 1 number to win this division. I think I have it's a their, good bet. Their over is a lock for me. Yep. I think they're, I think Pascal, what he showed us last year, he's got that, that fire in him. He averaged eight and a half rebounds last year. Twitter made fun of us. We did a thing about quotes a few weeks ago. Oh yeah, you we asked saying, if he could make. We were we were doing this like, what's the leap for for Pascal? I had his stats in front of me, and we started like you, we were riffing a little bit. And I said, what if what if he gets to eight and a half? Re- See, this is why I don't look it's, at my Twitter replies. I didn't me. even know we were made fun eight of eight and a half rebounds. Was how much he averaged last year? And I said, well, what if he gets to eight and a half now, rebounds? He ended up closing where those were some staggering performances. Well, we went from right. all NBA team. We did a worst contracts thing, me, House, and Waz, and we had Siakam on there. And it was like the next day he became one of the best 20 players in the league. I voted for him for all you NBA. You know this better than anybody. Yeah. Don't make fun of anybody on Toronto ever. You just ne- can't. Those, don't, can't. They, the sense of humor. What happened in Toronto? Also, it, they'll boo no, you. There's this, you weird, there's this weird group, I think, north of Toronto where they're fucking idiots. Oh, man. You know. Okay. They'll boo you if you tear your Achilles, too. They'll cheer. That <laughs> happened with Durant. 
Oh, remember that? Yes. They cheered Durant when he got towards the Achilles. Yeah, I don't. I don't but know. Boston I don't know. I'm not saying guys. anything bad about. Um, I love the Raptors this year. Me too. I Knicks, think it was all pretty positive. Knicks last team in the division, sixty-five to one to win the division. Probably not taking that. Plus one twenty-five for the play-in. Tasty. Yeah. Plus two twenty to make the playoffs. Slightly tasty. And their over/under is thirty-eight and a half. And the case for them is they did not have a point guard last year. They had to play Julius Randle as basically a point forward, which was a disaster. He hated it as much as anyone else. They have a lot of pieces. Rosillo, is this our number one trade machine team? Because you can come up with any trade with these guys. You can grab the Fournier contract. You can throw Randle in there. I can do a four for one, a five for one. Um... I feel like they're going to be active. I think they're in wait. I think the Mitchell thing wet their beak for a big trade. It was the price was too prohibitive. Well, the problem is they kept wanting to keep all their assets for the guy they got after Mitchell. Right. And I don't think that they truly believed that Cleveland was a real threat. And I think they kind of waited it out going, well, we still have the best offer. Uh, I don't think the RJ contract was as detrimental to what deal getting done with Utah. As well, don't you think they also, they really liked RJ. I think they were, I, no, think I think they, they felt like, the I think they would have done the deal. And I, I yeah, I, for what it was, which was RJ and two firsts. Yeah. I think they would have done that deal. They, I think they did a bad job gauging the interest of Cleveland. I think they just kind of thought yeah. they were, they didn't have as much competition for it. I, I like that play in number a lot, that plus odds for them to be in the play in. Cause I think that they absolutely leap over Charlotte and, uh, I'm, I'm skeptical about Chicago as well. So all they need to finish is between seven and 10. And the plus money odds for that play-in, that, that's a good, that's good value. So the play-in argument for them, Rosillo, is that these five teams would be worse than them. Detroit, Washington, Orlando, Charlotte, and Indiana. That seems like a safe bet. I'm worried of D- Detroit for that bet. Detroit would be the one that we'll get to them in a second, but I think they could be a little sneakier than maybe people realize. There's also a possibility Chicago falls out of there and it's that's, even easier for them to make it. That's it. I'm like you. I like the playing bet for them. There's a couple of things with the Knicks I just wanted to mention quickly. Fournier's turned into like this, he just like, oh, he sucks. He gets thrown into trades. I don't know. I, I kind of value him as he's over overpriced, but if he was $6 million a year and he was on your bench, you'd be like, cool, we have well, Evan nobody, Fournier. Nobody this good at shooting would be $6 million a year. I mean, right. he's 40% over the last two seasons. Yeah, he's but he's not a disaster. No, but he's weird in that he wasn't good enough to get a first, but then he was good enough to get $70 million. And yeah. then as soon as he got the $70 million, which again, the last year is not fully guaranteed, it was like, we got to get this guy out of here. Yeah, like, so he's, he's slightly better than that. Like, yeah, yeah, I would I would take him. That number was still kind of big, and and he was in. I think wasn't he offered back to Boston for like just the exception? Yeah, and they didn't take it. Yeah, but that's the thing. I I feel like. Well, then it becomes a tax calculation. Where yeah, you're just like I get right, it. Whatever. But he's on the roster. It's not like he's bad. RJ will be better. They're young guards. I mean, they're they're doing a PR campaign for the guards, <laughs> but um, I don't mind their guards. Cam Reddish looks like he can't Question. play. I was wrong on that one. Do you think there's any version of events where a month in, Knicks fans are like, Jalen Brunson? Where they think Ooh. he's just even waiting. We thought you York. were the guy? Well, we just thought you were a tier above what you are. And I, I like Jalen Brunson. But I think for New York, 
and a lot of the Northeast towns. Couple boo birds two weeks no, in. I'm just saying like the, the Northeast cities that we all know and understand whether we grew up there or have friends in there, a little myopic. And you're like, hey, $100 million guy. We fucking got him. We got him. We got Jalen Brunson. And then you're like, oh, he's all right. What I, do you think of that house? Well, the, I think I live in a bubble with Knicks fans who are savvy enough basketball fans because the the summer experience was we do not want Donovan Mitchell at this price. We don't want Donovan Mitchell at this price. That's what all the Knicks fans in my life were saying. So they were satisfied with Brunson because they have reasonable expectations for what Brunson's going to be. But that might just be the Knicks people that I'm friends with. The problem for Brunson, like last year, he was 16 and five a game. He shot 50%. All the stuff that's great about him is like, you want him in a playoff series. He's a good advanced metrics guy. If the Knicks fans are going to these games, which I don't think they will because it's a pretty sophisticated fan base. If they're going to the game like, man, Jalen Brunson only has six at halftime. What the fuck? Whoa, we blew it. Like, he's going to have games like that. He's not going to be a come see Jalen Brunson as he scores 38 against the Wizards. He's not that kind of guy. But I do like, I value having that dude on his team. And I think Dallas is going to miss him. Yeah, especially when you don't have to give up anything other than just money. Yeah, no yeah. brainer. They didn't have to pay him a max. What was he, no. 25 a year? Yeah. The cap's going to go way up in two years anyway. No, he's like, turned him whatever. Into, into, himself into a hell of a player. And that's why looking at this number is really weird because you're going, wait, like they're 38 and a half and last season they won 37 games. And I remember going into last year in this exercise because I felt like going into that Atlanta series two years ago, I go, there's no way I'm picking the Knicks. This is like a weird fluke yeah. thing. Like I got that one right. And the Tibbs, like they were the COVID team that was more locked in. Right. And it was this whole, and when you saw him play Atlanta in that playoff series two years ago, you're like, this isn't even close. It was over and a half. Yeah, right. Like this, yeah. this, they just have much more, their high end talent is so much more than these guys. Then the Randall thing's nasty, which I guess like that's supposed to be fixed. Like that got so fucking weird. It's, it's not it, fixed. And that's the single yeah. biggest concern with this team. I, that's fixable though. How? Just but I come think that in, was a bigger you deal. You got a point guard. It didn't become, like, it was lost because it was too far down in the NBA soap opera yeah. scale of, like, to be a real thing. But, like, the guy was playing at home and he was, like, letting him know he's, how miserable he is there yeah. during games. It was weird. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't good. I'm going over. One thing we didn't mention was um, this could be a last season standing for the administration. Mm. This is not a, hey, we're here for five years. Let's audible and tank for Wimbanyama. This team wants to make the playoffs. They want to be good. They want to make a trade. They want to make a splash. They get New York. They have a chance now if the Nets thing falls apart to step in. And I think this team will try to be competitive. So over for me. 39 is reasonable. I like over. I'll go under. What is that? It's just classic Rosillo Zag. I can see him. Well, because 38 and 42. I can we'll see him staring have... at the U-turn sign. And he was like, <laughs> wait a second. You're in some buzz of overs. Here's why these quarterback hits are roughing the passer. <laughs> uh, I'm going to admit defeat on Cam Reddish. I even had a tweet after they made that trade. What a steal. What's Atlanta doing? He's not going to do Didn't it. Didn't he ask out again? Yeah, he might not have it. Yeah. Could the be some time for Cam. Maybe it turns out having a lunch with Clutch before you're a senior in high school might not have been the way to go. Uh, we're going to take a break. And then we're going to do the very exciting Wizards Belonging Southeast Division. 
This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer partner of the NBA. It's just what you need to sit back and enjoy the game. And they're also getting fans closer to the game than ever. You can win exclusive NBA prizes like courtside seats, signed memorabilia, and more. I love Michelob because of how light it is. It's only 95 calories with 2.6 carbs. You know what the perfect time for Michelob Ultra is? A little doubleheader, a little NBA doubleheader. Right at first half of the first game. I don't know, West Coast time, that's usually about five o'clock, 5.30, perfect time for a beer. You can do it. Grab a pack to enjoy today. Learn more and enter for your chance to win at MichelobUltra.com slash courtside, LDA, 21 and up. All right, that brings us to the worst division in the National Basketball Association, Wait the Southeast. Yeah, I said it, House. We have Miami, who's over under is 49 and a half. We have the Hawks at 45 and a half. We have Charlotte at 35 and a half. We have the Wizards at 35 and a half. And we have Orlando at 27 and a half. How is that not the worst division house? It is the worst division. Okay, great. Miami's over under seems high. They're minus 180 to win the division. They're 18 to 1 to win the title. Plus 220 for the play-in. File that away. Rosillo, does the regular season matter for these guys? They're guaranteed a six seed if they win the division. All they have to do is basically be better than Atlanta. They can spot, they can play Bam and Butler. They can play those guys 60 games. They can have the Tyler Hero go off game and just try to get to like 46 and 36. You're going to win the division. Fine, you'll be on the road for round one. But do you even need to put the miles on these guys? No, because they already don't put the miles on them. All right. Uh, if you look at how this has played out now for the last couple, well, I mean, Lowry missed a good chunk and he wasn't the same. Uh, Butler's going to miss time. It's just going to happen. He's, he'll miss his 20 games. Yeah. And yet I spent all year, all year with that team going, they're going to be the one seed. Hmm. Like I like four other teams better than them in the East. And it happened right up until Jimmy Butler almost hit a shot that would have been devastating to you. You may have shut the whole thing down. I still feel like that game was a loss, even though we advanced to the finals. It was one of the worst collapses. I joke Butler was was going to have a parade in South Beach and I was going to be going, you know, I still don't see it with this team. I'm still not sure. I can't believe they were the one seed. And, Mm. you know, Duncan Robinson loses his spot at some point. It's Spo. You know, the, the heat culture thing. The rest Weird of us, Oladipo like, piece. Yeah, we like to make fun of... I mean, Oladipo barely played for him. And then when he'd have like a decent playoff moment, it was like pencil him in. Like, no, that's, it doesn't work that way. Yeah. then there's going to be some other games where it doesn't... I'm, I'm under, and it's a carryover of me doubting that team from, from the absolute first jump ball until Butler's missed three. And yet they deserve more credit than I was giving them. But at 53 wins and knowing that it's another year with Lowry, another year with Butler, and some some question marks about the depth that always seems to work out with them. They always seem to find a way to have depth that, that the rest of us don't understand. I just think the safer bet is under. Well, it's 49 and a half. Yeah. So 50 is a winner. 50 and 32. They were 53 wins last yeah, year. Yeah, right. So you're talking about weaker East. four wins less. Four wins less. But it might be back to Bill's point. Like, you know, they ended up being the one seed because they ended up like Boston has the bad start. Yeah. Philly's got some issues at the end. Milwaukee, actually, they're a bunch of their guys are out the whole Brooklyn time. Brooklyn was a shit show. Yeah. I I just don't see that happening again. And whatever. Maybe I'll be wrong about and it. I don't, I'm not even positive they care. I uh, All they have to do is win the division, you're a six seed. You don't get to be the goal is not to be in the playing game. I totally agree with that. And for that reason, I'm gonna go under. 
Okay. I'm going under as well. Jimmy Butler, last eight years, 21, six, and five, four third team All NBAs, 22, seven, and five in the playoffs, best guy in a finals team, best guy in a conference finalist, best guy in that Sixers team that almost made the finals. It was, really came with All a wide shot. All of Philly still miss him. Um, there's some, two more seasons away from, there's a Hall of Fame case for him. Everybody gets into the Hall of Fame. Well, that, so, that's right. the thing. But I mean, like uh, a legitimate, not like a, yeah. oh, you scored 20,000 points so you get to be in. No. But his, I mean, he, there is like a one of the best players for a decade, maybe not top shelf, but next shelf. No, he's in a weird spot because whenever it was like a good run, like the bubble run, then it, you know, we can't was help a yeah, ourselves. But, yeah. Well, no, but yeah, we but. can't help ourselves. Like the same thing happened with Booker. You know, it's like, wait a minute. Like, oh, when I see Booker, and this is when they were in the finals against Milwaukee, it's like, when I see Booker, like Booker, you're like, all right, well, maybe, I don't know that he's he's like locked top 10. Butler, to me, he's never been locked top five, but he's been really fucking As a good playoff now. series That's guy, cool. he's top 10. Yeah, but his... It, You'd it, rather have him for a playoff series than James Harden. Yeah. Yeah, no question. Yeah. I mean, you he's just got pick, that dog. He's the dog. You picked the most disappointing star of his generation. <laughs> well, I thought <laughs> it was a good pick. <laughs> Who would you rather have, Booker or Butler? For a playoff series? Yeah. Butler. Butler. Yeah. Grant Williams. <laughs> Or Butler. Last four seasons, though, for Butler. 65, 58, 52, 57 games. Lowry, last four seasons. 65, 58, 46, 63 games. The free throw attempt drop-off, which is like the first thing you look for, it's gone from six a game to under three a game the last three years. His PER was the lowest since the 08-09 season, yet the officials still bail that motherfucker out on the worst <laughs> flops in league history. Kyle Lowry. Yeah, Kyle yeah, Lowry. That's, that's, well, that, that's your guy. I think he's like the sixth oldest guy in the league who plays now, too. He's been in the league a long time. Miami doesn't he's have 36. a power forward. That's, that's But they lock you up defensively. They, there's, yeah. there's all sorts of numbers with them. You end up taking the most time. like You end up taking up the most of your shot, shot clock, clock against them than any other team. Like you just they, they make you waste a ton of time getting into what you want to get into. And whatever it is they do, it always works because... There's plenty of times where I'm like, what this team, like, I still can't believe, like, I've already, I'm just repeating myself here. So well, I'm going to introduce one of our favorite teams to talk about, the Atlanta Hawks, which Russell and I did not like the brand of basketball they played. And then they made the conference finals and we had to admit defeat. Until we didn't. Then Russell had an amazing zag about halfway through last year. He's like, you know what? I think I was right this whole time. It was, I was really jealous of it. Their over under is 45 and a half. And the big solution is that they traded a bunch of stuff for DeJounte Murray, which will apparently give them more backcourt defense. It'll allow Trey to play off the ball. We've never seen Trey play without the ball. I have a lot of questions. And I'm going to start here with the curse of overachieving. So I looked up the last couple of years. So Dallas, I think, is a candidate for this last year. Dallas, 52 and 30. They somehow make round three. Atlanta, 41 and 31 in 2021. You're going to put some Portland and Denver in here? They make round three. Next year, they go 43, 39. Portland, 2019, round three, 53 and 29. Next year, 35 and 39. The Celtics, round three, 55 and 27. Year later, that last Kyrie year, 49 and 33. There's an overachiever trend, and I think a lot of stuff has to do with that. You get you get lucky in a playoff series, get some sort of break. Like Atlanta clearly gets lucky in that Philly playoff series, right? Simmons 
completely self combusts. Philly blows. Do you remember how many twenty five point leads? How big? Like Philly was up huge. It's in one that of the series. biggest choke jobs in the history of the NBA playoffs. Atlanta benefits from that. Congratulations to them. But I think we think they're at least this over under makes it seem like they're maybe a little better than they are. And I'm leaning toward the underhouse. This one feels to me like you have to choose between Cleveland and Atlanta. That's that's if, for your right. for your well, top my, six. My in the choice East. is you know where I'm going. Yeah. So which whichever one of those, and maybe you don't need um, to play over for Cleveland if that's your lean and under for Atlanta. But Atlanta, you're only asking them to win three more games than last season. And East is going to be really good. And I, my question with this Hawks team, like, what is this team? Ultimately, what is it? What, are, what is going to be their specialty? What's going to make them stand out in a really deep league with a lot of, I think, really proven playoff teams or teams that are now super talented like Minnesota? What am I getting with Atlanta? Because Isn't it I don't know if DeAndre Hunter can play a whole well, that's season. The, that's that's the I don't just Capella versus Okongwu is Okongwu might be better than Capella. How's Capella going to deal with that? Capella led the league in rebounding last year. Right, Did you know that. What if he plays yeah. twenty minutes a game this year? Is he going to be happy? And I John like, Collins, I like Okongwu better. I just do too. Maybe because I like what he potentially could be. So I, I love the front line. John Collins. They tried to trade for four months. He's still on the team. Um. And then Murray and Young with the steering wheel. I, I still, somebody's got to explain to me how that's going to work. I just have more questions than answers. So I'm leaning under. I wouldn't do it as a lock. I also wouldn't be surprised if this team, if they played a Kongwu, Hunter plays the whole year. The Murray Trey thing actually works. And it's like, oh my God, this team's really good. I'm not ruling that out. I just, I think under's safer. What do you think? I'm leaning under um, because I, I just have I have issues with the team, and I think the biggest reason why they brought in Dejounte Murray is to try to get the ball out of Trey Young's hands. Mm. Okay, this team is so fucking predictable when they're trying to do their shit late, and if Trey doesn't get a foul call, you know he might hit a thirty footer. You know that's the part where I will admit I give him a ton of credit in the New York series, in the Philly series, that he was as comfortable. He was the least scared of anybody out there, and that deserves to be acknowledged. He deserves credit for that because we spend all this fucking time talking about these guys, and it's like, man, that guy doesn't look comfortable. This guy doesn't look comfortable. Trey looked totally comfortable. All right, so he deserves. It's like house right now in yeah. part two, just very comfortable. comfortable. Right, yeah. right. Not Had afraid. A coffee, but. You know, I'm not like a guy who played or had like extensive coaching, but when I've been like, oh, are you guys going to do that double drag screen thing at the top? And yeah. there's like the three different things and everybody knows it's coming. And Trey, when he decides he's going to be frustrated, just decides to do his own thing. So I think DeJounte's there to protect him a bit defensively. And I also think it's a hope that you can get Trey to trust somebody else. Like they basically brought in another really good young point guard for a guy that's put up, the, he's putting up like 30 a game in two of these seasons. That's pretty weird. And it tells me that they see everything that I've seen and that I don't like about it, where it's like, it's really impressive. It's awesome. Like, good for you, man. Like shit, Trey Young might end up being a Hall of Famer, but to win games, to win games, something needed to change. And you can't do this by yourself. And I think that's what this move was about. I don't love the two drivers for the steering wheel thing. We just haven't seen it work that much. Might work here, but I, I would like to guys, see it. Younger guys, especially. <laughs> the, Murray was the guy in San Antonio. He had the ball a lot. The pause for me is McMillan. Well, we did. Yeah, go do your thing. On well, McMillan. just just like you know, after um, you know, basically saving that team in that in that run and, and clicking with Trey, 
it, there was no carryover whatsoever into the next season. And Who was the coach before him? Lloyd Pierce. Lloyd. So he saved the team by basically just not being Lloyd Pierce. But he did click with Trey. He and did. Trey trusted him, and that was that. That's delivered that playoff run. Um, in the fullness of a like a complete regular season, which I, we had last honestly, year, I thought the shit they were saying about Lloyd Pierce was like so unfair. Good like, bus. It, it was just hey, like there's issues. There's issues with the group and how it's worked out. Collins has hinted at it. Nate has hinted at the Trey stuff. That's what drives me crazy. Drives me crazy. Not with Hawks fans, but like Hawks media members that have gone at you and I, Bill, over the years, like as if we're making this shit up. Yeah. When every month or so, McMillan would hint at. Trey needs to understand the difference between quarters. And you're like, all right, well, that's pretty obvious what that means. And so, yeah, it actually, it's been one of those, it's been one of the few things I would say in the last few years where I'd, I'd be like, why, why aren't you listening to your own team? Trey Young, Kyler Murray, compare, contrast. Uh, Trey's a better bet. I think Kyler's the worst contract in the NFL. Trey's at least one playoff series. Yeah. Like, Kyler has a sense of entitlement that blows my mind. Like, at least Trey is one of the most productive players in his but position. Th there's some similarity with, like, just they're very uniquely talented. They stand apart, right? They can get, they have, can have the same kind of heat check. Yeah, but I like, paying, and I'm not sure you can win with either of them. Paying Trey, at least there's a body. Like, I'm still a little blown away that Kyler got the full guarantee. He, he, he didn't get, excuse me, he didn't get the full, full guarantee like Deshaun Watson did, but he got a number, a guaranteed number where you're like, wait, what? That, you know. So, yeah, that was uh, crazy. Little NFL for you. Well, I enjoy watching Trey Young. I just continue to wonder if that's a guy that can be like the, the rock of an awesome team year after year after year. And you come back to the Philly series and it might have been fluky. They might have caught yeah. a really weird situation at the absolute perfect time. And I still don't know how Philly did, lost to that team. We could we could trap ourselves in a room and watch all seven of those games and we could leave the room and be like, I still don't understand how, how Philly didn't win. <laughs> I know Ben Simmons was completely melting down, but this is crazy. Uh, under for all of us? It's an under for me, yeah. Okay. I just don't want to bet on them. Okay. That leads us to the Charlotte Hornets. My first lock in the East. It's going to be under. I think this team's going to suck. <laughs> I think they're going to suck. I think I am amazed that they're not in the tanking conversations. Um, I don't see a roadmap to them being good. I think they are a trade candidate. I think they'll be jumping at the Westbrook and the two picks if they can get Gordon Hayward and Rozier. Oh, well, you're going to give us those picks. We'll throw in, you name, let's name players. We'll keep LaMelo and Book Knight and Kai Jones and you can have everyone else we have. I think... Kai the, Jones is available. No, no, I'm saying they'll keep him. <laughs> um, no, I'm just kidding. The, uh, the roadmap for this team without Bridges, the Bridges thing, he was their second best player last year. He was a borderline all-star. He's just wiped off and he should be. But you can't just take that guy away on a team that wasn't really that good to begin with in a conference that's way better. I think this could be, I think this team could be in the running for worst record in the league. What do you think, House? I totally agree with that. That's, they're, they're uh, a perfect candidate to, you know, go through 10 games and then immediately start, you know, the only thing they have to figure out is, is what they're going to tell 
Lamella Ball? Like, what what is the story? What's the narrative? What well, are they'll we... just give him an extension, right? Yeah, but like also nobody's ever walked away from that extension. He's he's very uh, entertaining and engaging, and he will get butts and seats, you know, kind of no no matter what. But they they absolutely shouldn't win more than twenty five games this upcoming season. It doesn't make any sense for them to try. All of these guys are trade assets. Every every guy on this entire roster is a potential trade asset, uh, except for Mello. And I don't, you know, this is the no man's land that you just cannot be in. It's it's exactly where Washington resides. And this is a team that should want to get Wambanyama or Scoot. Exactly right. So. Rosillo, there's been over, a lot of action on this under because it was initially 36 and a half on FanDuel. It was 35 and a half when I sent you all the homework a couple of days ago. Now it's 34 and a half and there's juice on the Super under. Juice. It's minus 162. Well, Lamelo's injury too. 34 and a half. moved it. I, I honestly think this could be the worst team in the East. I, people say, oh, the Pacers, they're going to be in there. But I like the Pacers team more than Charlotte. If you're just telling me like, for the first two months, if everyone's trying, I think Charlotte's going to have the worst record in the East. I don't see the roadmap for them. No, and I don't know, like the Bridges part, like I feel like the number ignored it a little bit. Yeah, which totally is, agree. Which is really weird. We uh, thought he was going to get like $120 million in the open market. He was going to be like one of the marquee free agents. Yeah, and then you have the Hayward factor where he's Who's going to get it. He's already hurt. Yeah, he's going to get hurt. The front line... You know, if it's addressed with Mark Williams, great, but the rest of it isn't that good. You know, PJ Washington's okay. Cody Martin's okay. You know, Mark Williams would have to be a lot. Ubre did a decent job of them. I even like their version of McD- East Coast McDaniels. Oh, Ubre's another one that could be in the trade so, with the Lakers. I don't, I don't really get, and honestly, I just think it's like they get rid of Borrego. You know, they had the second best offense of the All Star break. Like, well, Borrego about- did a good job with this team. I don't, I don't quite understand what the problem was there. They went 43 and 39. That had to be LaMelo related, right? Yeah, it feels like LaMelo because it's like you just knew LaMelo. I don't think LaMelo's in the mood at this stage of his career to see eye to eye with the coach. And, you know, two years ago, Borrego, you could see what he was doing with him. He was yeah. kind of like benching him in the fourth quarter. You were on that all the back. time. Yeah, yeah, I started tracking like his sub pattern in the fourth quarter. And I was like, holy shit, he's kind of like taking him out during winning time. And then fake brings him in yeah. late, which I'm sure LaMelo's thinking like, hey, I'm going to be a multi-time all-star. I'm on the fucking bench. But it was like, yeah, LaMelo makes a lot of the mistakes, which is fine. Young player, all those things. He's, you know, he's been really exciting. I think he's fun to play with. I think he needs to kind of crank up another level of, uh, I don't know if it's intensity or maturity, but just, he just needs to be a little bit more locked in on some of the gray area stuff uh, that goes with all the fun stuff that we get to see. I don't know. I don't know how the number is. This this should be like, I honestly think it should be 29 and a I half. I couldn't agree more. That's yeah. the number. Well, is this a lock, lock. for all of us? This yeah. is a Joe House lock for sure. I've already wagered on Absolutely. this in real life. You guys have I. I don't understand it at all. Also, they hired a coach that they fired four years ago? That's a thing that happened? Yeah, well, after the Atkinson, Clifford said it's one of the, I think he said the most talented team he's ever coached, which actually could be accurate. Yeah, it may not be a lie. Um, all right, House, here we go. The Washington Wizards. 35 and a half is the over. Playing tournament, plus 175. Playoffs, plus 370. House, what the hell is this team? I, I stared at their roster. I stared at their depth chart. I tried to think of what it would look like. 
I thought about some of the draft picks you've made, like when you took Rui with the ninth pick, you took Abdija over Hal Burton. You took Johnny Davis last year, which Obvious. there's a Dahmer, like the pork chops were left in the fridge too long, stink to the Johnny Davis pick already. I have no defense for the Johnny Davis pick. It's it, There's like bad buzz on the Johnny Davis pick. You've word. heard it? Oh, yeah. In the, in the summer leagues, like it was like, And oh, preseason. No. Yeah. 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 It's like an oh, no. Pick. I don't think he's made 10 shots in his professional yeah. career. Look up his numbers. It's like this happens in like the WNBA will have drafts occasionally where somebody's the fourth pick and they're out of the league in two years. I don't think it's going to be that bad for Johnny Davis. <laughs> but this Wait, guy was the what? 10th pick in the How draft. I didn't even know that. There was a there was somebody who got waived and been in the league for a it. year. I just didn't know that you <laughs> oh, knew I know. that. It's my job sometimes to Is follow it? weird things. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, no. Understood. Uh, Johnny Davis as the 10th pick, I think, could be an immortal bad pick. They just might have whiffed. I hope he turns around. We need more good players in the league, but he's a shooting guard who doesn't seem like he makes shots. House, what was what he you, like in college, Rosillo? Baller. Tough guy. Motherfucker. This is what like, I got. Bad Wisconsin team. Carried them. Had to do everything for them. So Made you're not writing them off yet. It's, what? it's been really bad. And I didn't love him necessarily coming out of the draft. Yeah. But I'm just telling you, like the guy that played at Wisconsin it was, was a tough SOB. So I wonder if maybe playing 13 minutes a game, it's tough to... The house is like If it devastated. doesn't work, it's not going to be because it's going to be because he's undersized and kind of can't shoot and it was a little different against Big Ten guys, against NBA guys. But he was, he played like a football player, like in the good ways, like the things that you do like about I that. don't think he can shoot. I mean, I yeah. haven't seen one single thing that makes me think he can shoot at the <sighs> professional level. But having said that, I mean, this is the, the conundrum. Washington, the franchise. How are you in this every year? You're in that 35 to 43 win zone. Because of the existential crisis that they never really resolved. I mean, it went from John Wall to Russell Westbrook, and now Russell Westbrook is is Monty Morris and uh, Will Barton. It's just less expensive, and, thank God. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 and Kyle Kuzma, which is fine, but when you're drafting in the 9-10 spot and you're not drafting... Giannis, you know, you don't hit an unbelievable home run because you've gotten somebody two years ahead of time. Is Kisper hurt again now too? He's hurt. Yeah. Stepped on somebody's foot in Japan. Jesus. That um, happens. I think Japan. you're a Westbrook in the two first uh, trade candidate too. You do know. it again? I don't oh, I guess so. for the two firsts. Yeah. It's just Expiring. like Kuzma. Yeah. It was an awesome time having Russell Westbrook in Washington though. I just want to say, I will so not miss that. the Westbrook he misses run. Yeah. He he dragged, he, he's got dog in him. Brad Beal is a beta. He needed Russell Westbrook. They made the playoffs because of Russell Westbrook. Yeah, they he did. was incented to go out and have a triple-double for 30 games, and he did it, and he dragged that sorry-ass franchise into the playoffs, was, and I enjoyed yeah. it. Now, Beal's such a weird player. Polinka calls, you're running the uh, Wizards for Tommy Shepard above the rim star. Polinka calls, he says, I got Westbrook. I got my unprotected 27 and 29. Give me Kuzma and Porzingis. We'll call it in the league. I don't know what the point is. What's For who? Which team? How's, how's that help Washington? I'm saying do it in the next two months so you have a chance that you have, you're in the Wambayama sweepstakes or the Scoot sweepstakes. What's the point of winning 35 games? I don't think year? that they can be bad enough. It like, you know, you, you need Beal... It, it, How about also those, be out those of it. Porzingis rim protection numbers? Yeah, they're pretty good. Maybe you trade Beal. Maybe it's a two-part deal. 
If you want to include Beal, if you want to, if you move Beal and Porzingis, then it's a credible Beal argument. Beal to the Knicks? It doesn't matter where. He can't be traded, though, until when? February? I just don't know. I've known House since 1988. The Wizards have, or slash Bullets, have never been good during that whole stretch, except for that one wall Beal season. No, the, the Weber, the Weber Howard when they lost. I know, the but they were like the out in round one. I mean, they were never yeah, like yeah. a real. Yeah, but we felt we tricked yeah, ourselves fun. into right. thinking like, hey, they got next. It's just, it's 2022 and you're in the exact same spot you've been in for the 34 years I've known you. Thank you. Feels I'm great. going under. Give me a little over. Okay. I'm over as well. Yeah. 36 wins isn't over. Great. Uh, next up, the Orlando Magic. I was saving my over for them. 27 and a half is our over under. It's our third Orlando rebuild since the Dwight Howard trade. It's great. Three rebuilds, 10 years. I kind of like that though. It's a good stat because it's like we don't drag them out. Right. We go, okay. When we go, we go. Yeah. Unlike Sacramento, who's been constantly just yeah. kind of. When we rebuild, we do it quick. I think this is the frisky. I can't East team. fucking believe this. Are you serious? You're going over on him? Oh, I was thinking about going lock. I think this team's going to score. I really, really, really like the the Wagner-Bancaro combo. Remember last year with Cleveland? Where I was just like, I, I don't know. I think this team might be pretty good. I think Orlando's going to be pretty good. I like their team. So I'm going over. What, did I steal your thunder? Yeah. I, oh. the, all the bad teams that I had. <laughs> which, you know... We're trying to do something for the audience here. Yeah. And then I go, I mean, you know what? I go, I'm going to go over Orlando Magic. I think they're talented. Me okay? too. We all agree with We this. all agree. I don't I think know. this is Seriously? rocket science. Yeah. We do. Yeah. Uh, they have two scoring forwards. I'm going to go further. I like their playing bet plus 700. I think it's good value. <laughs> Could they be the 10th team in the East? Too sure. far to go. Yeah, no, why not? Why not? House, you're telling me. Wait a second. I got to find They have mine. to jump over the Knicks. Yeah. They have to jump over the Knicks and the Bulls. Okay. Orlando. Paolo also needs to be the guy I think he can be, too. All right? But Franz is that good. Franz is completely ignored. I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely using Sarudi's shit here, but he's, like, out of his mind. Because all the Magic fans know. They follow this shit. Right. But they're like, some, Franz is good. What are you guys some doing? weird aggregator thing of, like, who's got next, and it was 10 players. Laurie Markkinen was one of them. Oh You're like, God. I think we're done there. And Franz wasn't even on it. And then there was another vote where like Franz was left off the rookie team. There was like one guy that left him off the rookie team. And he he really has like that well-rounded of a game. I know the Suggs thing's frustrated and now he's hurt. You know, Cole's probably a backup. You know, the Fultz part of it, we'll see how it all works. Paolo needs the ball in his hands. That Excuse me, he doesn't need it to be productive, but the best version of Bancaro is with the ball in his hands and Wendell's a smart player. Like I just, I think it's actually kind of coming together there. So, and it's a weird ownership. I don't think it's the type of thing where they where somebody would be like, hey, we're losing games starting now. Like in Utah, Danny's going to be like, we're losing games. Uh-oh, we're eight and six to start the year. Oh, I'm doing stuff. I think in Orlando, the Franz-Palo combo, think about that. Like the Celtics playing them on a Saturday night after they played home on a Friday night. Now you got to go to Orlando and I got to deal with these two forwards. I think that's going to be a hard team to play. So there's another thing, maybe why Mo was brought back, because I didn't think Mo Bamba was going to be re-signing with him. But there's a lineup with Cole Anthony, Suggs, Franz, Carter, 
and Bamba that allowed just 103.2 points per 100 possessions, which was the sixth best mark among 27 lineups that played against to play together for 200 minutes. So now you're replacing Cole with some version of Fultz, Bancaro. I can't, I'm surprised that we all landed on this. I didn't, I thought this was going to be like my sleeper. We're asking for six more wins to take the over. And an East that seems top heavy and also like bottom, not that great. Like we just covered the Wiz and Charlotte. We haven't talked about Indiana yet. We should be able to steal some wins from those teams. And I know you've always liked Gary Harris. Well, if I don't like him for 17 million a year, but for four, I don't mind him. I like Carter. I value Carter. I thought they just, the Bulls kind of just threw him in that trade. He's only 23. Last year, he was 15 and 10 and a half rebounds. Shot 53%. Shoots threes. He was 33% from three last year. I don't know. I I would take that guy in the Celtics right now. Yeah, I, I um, they ended the season very competitively last year. They were one of my favorite bets. Play good defense, yeah. yeah. Exactly, why, exactly right, yeah. I think if you just look at it fundamentally, Anthony Suggs, when he comes back, Wagner, Paolo, and Wendell Carter. If those are my five guys out in the fourth quarter of a game, all those guys give a shit. They'll play hard. Franz and Paolo are going to play hard. So why is that different than from Houston? I don't know if Houston has the five, but I still I went over on Houston too because I think Jalen Green's going to give a shit. So you did go over on. Yeah, okay. I did. And yeah. Jabari. I think Jabari is going to be like right, a real so then, defensive guy. Then you answered it for me because yeah. I went under and I feel like I'm, but you know what I'm doing is I'm I'm just picking one under. I'm picking one over. This is not some real That's science fair. to this. All right. So we all like Orlando. Um, that's that a possible hilarious. lock for me. Are you a possible lock for you? I don't know if I want to lock a 27 win. Yeah. Doesn't seem like a lot of wins. All right, we're going to take one more break and then we're going to do the central. This episode is brought to you by Simply Safe. Summer is all about fun vacations, but I know that being away from home could be stressful. So many things can happen. That's why I like to recommend Simply Safe, a award winning security that can help give you peace of mind when you're away. The only thing you should worry about while I'm on vacation is having too much fun. Having my home, it's great. Couldn't work better. I think Simply Safe is the best because it comes with a variety of indoor and outdoor cameras, sensors to detect break ins, fires, floods, and more. It's backed by 24 7 professional monitoring for less than a dollar a day. It's given me, my family, many others real peace of mind. I'm waiting to have it too. Try it out. A 60 day money back guarantee. No contracts right now. Get 20% off any Simply Safe system with fast protect monitoring at simplysafe.com slash BS. That is Simply Safe with two S, simplysafe.com slash BS. There's no safe like Simply Safe. This episode is brought to you by Dr. Squatch. What you use in your personal care routine matters, so upgrade your lineup with Dr. Squatch. They have high performing natural products with no harmful ingredients. That'll have you looking and smelling your best, like their wood barrel bourbon bar soap and lotion or their Bay Rum deodorant. They even have some limited edition soaps like their Avengers and Star Wars collections. Those seem like they'd be fun to try. And right now, they have an amazing offer for new customers. Get 20% off your first purchase of any amount or a subscription order by going to drsquatch.com slash Simmons or use the code Simmons at checkout. All right, one more division, the Central. Rosillo is still reeling. He was so excited to drop Orlando as a sleeper, not realizing House and I both also loved Orlando. We're going to regroup. Because you guys talk ahead of time, I, and that's fine. This isn't like a complaint on the angle of the whole thing. I don't thing. think we talked about that. We didn't. But yeah, guys, we didn't talk about Orlando. Talk, there's a lot of 
you know, proton sharing that goes on <laughs> with you guys because you're constantly Protons. talking about all of this stuff. Uh, but no, that'd be you electron. feel like George Harrison yeah, and the sharing, Beatles doc right? a little bit. <laughs> neutrons. Oh, neutrons? It's just neutrons. I have no yeah. idea. I th- uh, just made it up. Well, good chance we went over three on that one. Uh, we just have agreed way too much. That's all. Well, maybe say. it's one of those seasons where we're ahead of the game. Milwaukee Bucks, 52 and a half is the over under, minus 260 for the division, plus 320 for the conference, plus 550 for the title, plus 500 for the play in if you want to bet on Giannis missing 30 games. Um, the closer we get to the season, the closer I am. And I'll reveal once and for all on Sunday. It's just hard for me not to see Milwaukee as the favorite as the bet your life. Why wouldn't this team win the title team? I don't like seeing Grayson Allen in the depth chart. No. I thought they would have solved that one. I don't. It was funny because I was reading some projections with them. And they were like, yep, he's still there. Well, here, <laughs> so here's how I talked myself into it. That's Joe Ingles' spot in April, right? Yep. So Grayson Allen, stopgap for four months. And by the time we get to the playoffs, it's Joe Ingles. If, if Ingles is close to the guy that he was with Utah. That's a massive difference for them. His pick and roll initiating, he'll he'll keep you honest with his shooting. And he also, stop me if you've heard this before, holds up a little bit more athletically than you would think. That mm-hmm. his body type matches some of these other big wings where he makes them, like, like he's going to make you feel, feel him all night. Like yeah. there's, there's some fight in there with him where if you watch what he did with his defensive assignments in Utah, a lot of nights you'd be like, Oh, he's on like the other team's best big wing. It's a problem for the Boston series. If he's healthy, because that's another big body that they can throw. It's not just Wes Matthews. I can't believe Wes Matthews plays in NBA games. when you look at the numbers. Yeah, that's true. They didn't lose anyone from last year and they're, Maybe gaining Javon Carter, who should have played for them in the playoffs last year. Maybe they'll realize that this year. The over-under is 53 or 52 and a half. And it all comes down to how many games am I getting from Giannis' house? How many games am I getting from Giannis? Could this be a, I want a third MVP type season from him? I think so. I like him going for MVP. He is, even though the odds aren't great, he is my selection for MVP this upcoming season. I think Milwaukee is going to come out, put the hammer down, just run out. I mean, they've, they've showed us what they're capable of as a regular season team. I don't think they're messing around. I like the over. 7-1 for Giannis for MVP. What is there anything that would worry you about this team, Marcelo? It's the same as everybody else, you know, that they're missing time. Uh, you know, the Lopez part of that, like when you looked at some of their defensive numbers last year, yeah, you were like, what the fuck is wrong with these guys? Is it is it the finals hangover? Hey, we know we're really good. I mean, the reason why they're the best bet is just that when you start thinking matchup-wise, like I ended up being, like whatever Giannis did against Phoenix is all-time shit. I think I left the Boston series that he lost. Even going, more impressed. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. He, he went up another level in the Boston series, which is a dumb thing to say after you drop 50 in a closeout game and make every single free throw. Yeah. And you can't make him. If they had played Golden State, I don't know who Golden State would have had to throw at him. No, I think they... would they, have been a huge problem. I think they you probably could, win. Giannis, they have a move also. They have a move in them. They have a move. Giannis plays 67 games last year. Lopez plays 13. Um, everybody else is in basically the 60s. And you just think, all right, even just give them healthy Brooke Lopez back and five more Giannis games, that gets you to the mid-50s. So I I think it's an over. I think they're the obvious favorite in the East. I'm 
amazed and dumbfounded that Boston had better title odds than them. I don't understand that at all. And I think Boston was lucky to get by them last year. So we're all going over? Over. Yes. Okay. And then from a Giannis standpoint, because I've seen that people love to do, like first take will do the, who's got the most at stake in the 2022-23 season and Blame stuff pie. like that. Giannis should be in that combo because winning three out of four years, having the finals thing from two years ago, trying to get one more title. And now you start talking about like, could you be the player of this little whatever generation is, this post, um, kind of post LeBron Curry, next generation of dudes. Now you're like cementing yourself as the lead guy in that era. And I think that's what's at stake for him. He's yeah, still I cemented. Like you know what I mean? You've done this before where you'll kind of run through like a year-to-year timeline of like who's the undisputed. Maybe undisputed is the wrong way to phrase it, but like, okay, this guy was the guy. And a lot of it can just be the peak of who the other players are around you. But it's really cool when you start to see like, you know, the case for LeBron is how many years does he have the belt? And it's right. so long compared to like, there's only a couple guys in league history that have that for that long of time. Like Durant, did he actually ever have it? How many years did Kobe actually have? Kawhi grabbed it for one year. Yeah, where I, like there was even a time where I thought like maybe Kawhi's the best guy. I was probably hanging on to the Durant thing longer than I should have because I just thought from a skill standpoint some of the anti Giannis stuff. But this the, would be three Giannis, straight years for Giannis if he if he does it this year. I know Curry won the title last year and the whole thing, but I, Giannis was the best player I saw in person. All due respect to Curry, the guy's one of the best well, what 15 about ever. Then if he keeps winning the MVP, I'm just saying, like, for, as a playoff guy, like, who do I not want to play in a playoff series? Giannis was number one on that list. Oh, Jokic. Yeah, Giannis was absolutely <laughs> petrified. <laughs> just double check. Uh, I am. I am in agreement with you. Guys. Oh my god! I voted him second in MVP. By the way, I've never so leaving if, leaving the arena. You went to well, at least was, one of those Bucks Celtic games, yeah. right? Leaving the arena, the fans just muttering in disbelief on like, "Oh my god, Giannis!" The weird thing about the MVP and how the cycles work on it too, if that's Giannis's first year. Like that last season, no, he wins. He wins. He, he wins. wasn't going to win. Right. He wins. Yeah, that's it, it. It was the way. He also he didn't play quite enough games. Yep. We covered this last year, and they kind of he had a chance that last week, and he blew it. Remember? Yeah. House, you had money on every MVP candidate. <laughs> <laughs> just to be like, I had, I had that. Well, he would just get excited, be like, well, "Whoa, that went to four to one. I'll bet that too." Because it all started out with Steph, and then I had yeah. to reposition. I had I had to hedge off. Number one, DeRozan was the MVP for like six. Days. I bet it. Who do you think, who is this year's, remember when so-and-so was the MVP for like a week? That would be an unbelievable bet That's option to really have. Fun. Who should like, we pick for that this year? Let me think about it. We'll get Pascal back to you. All right, maybe for part three, when we do part three, when we do awards, no, that'll be just, one of the things. We are batshit crazy when it comes to MVPs. It's like, no, this guy just had an awesome two weeks. Yeah. Guess who's not winning the MVP? Yeah. That guy. DeMar DeRozan. <laughs> it's fun. Maybe it'll be Donovan Mitchell. We're going to the Cavs. Cavs, 47 and a half, plus 350 for the division, which is just a flat out Giannis gets hurt bet. Right. 18-1 for the conference, plus 130 for the play-in. So for them to be a play-in team, Milwaukee, Boston, Philly, Toronto, Miami, Brooklyn, I think would have to go above them. Seems reasonable. Minus 310 for the playoffs. House and I watched a little of them last night. I was prepared to go big over on them. And we were watching them with their new team. And both of us looked at each other and we said, oh, this will take like 20 games. They got to figure out the Mitchell Garland thing. Um, what's their bench going to look like? 
This is a great over-under. This is right around, I would have said 47 and 35, 48 and 34. I wouldn't really say higher or lower. It's kind of perfect house. Totally agree with that. Uh, I'm going to do under just to get it out of the way. Just because they made their leap last year. It's not disrespectful mm. to Donovan Mitchell, I don't think. To say that they're right around the 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 correct number, I do think the the battle for playing is them and Brooklyn and Atlanta. Um, two of those teams are going to be on the outside looking in. You know, two of those are going to be playing teams. Yeah, and you know the the chemistry of of Cleveland. You have to believe in their defense. And the thing that everybody keeps saying about Donovan Mitchell is he's going to have to be somebody that he's not been in his entire NBA career for that defensive pro, uh, proposition to work. He's certainly a, one of the people with the most at stake this season because... I love Mitchell. I really was disappointed with him in that Dallas Me series. too. I'd uh, like to see him like, prove to us. It seemed like he didn't give a shit. And when you're young and you're that athletic and you have the wingspan that he has, just fucking pretend you care. And you're defense, an athlete. Okay? Yeah, and you're a sick athlete on top of everything else. And you're going to need it with Garland... Like people can talk about how Okoro will fit into that rotation. I don't like Okoro definitely took the step in the right direction on some of the limited offensive stuff that you have from him. Um, the shooting numbers did go up. You know, he's 35% from three after 29% his rookie year, his rookie year box score. He's so, going to so be open was, as much as anyone in the league right. this season. But it, the Mitchell thing solves such a massive problem. The number of games that I used to watch where mm. Garden was left and he didn't want to dribble the ball yeah. all the time. There's other guards that want to dribble the yeah. ball all the time. Garland didn't want to. He got stuck with it. Yeah. Uh, Jared Allen is still a complimentary offensive player. I still think Mobley is a little clunky into his offense as much as we all love him. Sure. And, 20. Yeah. Kid. Uh, there was not really another creator for them. Love's numbers are good, but he's not creating anything off the dribble anymore. And Karis LeVert, they brought in out of desperation, which I understood why they did it. And then when you get him, you're like, holy shit, this guy's completely on his own game plan. Yeah. So Mitchell being there, I just want to see the, the collaborative Mitchell because this team was really good. And really the biggest thing why I'm over on this is I'm going to bet on the health of the younger guys better than all these older guys that missed quarter of the season. But when Jared Allen went out, they went nine and seventeen. They were thirty-five and twenty-one with him. They played awesome defense. They fell apart statistically on defense when Allen left. So I'm banking on younger health. I'm banking on Mitchell closing with Garland instead of Garland having to bail him out of all of these different possessions. I think it's a really good number because I could see an argument on either one of these. But I'm going over with Cleveland. Cleveland was thirty-five and twenty-one at one point last year, and. You made the key point. When Allen and Mobley were out there together, they were really good. That was a good team that I think would have been like a round two playoff team potentially. They had both those guys back. We know Mobley's going to jump. Look, How much the, he jumps, we'll see, but he will be better than he was last year. That goes without saying. Overall on defense, they were fifth for the season. Yeah. After the All-Star break, they dropped to 24th. So, didn't mean to interrupt you, but... Well, the thing. two variables... There's three variables actually with them. One is... How how much better is Moby going to be this year? Sophomore year is always a jump. Always. If you're really good. Yeah. That's one. Two is a re-engaged Mitchell on a really good team, a team that needs him where he brings a specific set of skills that they didn't have last year. And how good can he be? I think you and I are probably both, me and Rosillo are probably higher on him as like a mano a mano against the other guy's best team scorer. He, he was a borderline third-team all-NBA guy Yeah, he, he'll now, swing his dick against certain yeah, guys now, in a good way. He can swing it a little too much where you're like, right. Dad, it's daytime. 
but <laughs> yeah, we're you playing know, we're playing yeah, Charlotte. Right. Settle down. So there's there's some stuff that I've called Westbrook light with Mitchell. It's fair, which scares me. But he's there's some ball there's some ball monopolizer stuff. Where do you stand right. on that house with him? He's just been missing. But I also think you have to factor in. I think the guy just wanted to. He was a little quieter about wanting out of Utah and I go bear. Right. Yeah, I think it's just impossible to like separate the context in which he was playing and what was happening with, with that team. My reason for the slight under, I feel like there are less wins in the East. The East mm. last year had three teams that were 25 wins or less. I only have one such team, depending on what I end up doing with, with Charlotte. Um, you know, maybe, maybe two such teams. I also think that there are, that Brooklyn is going to inhale some wins this upcoming year. I mean, literally inhale when we're talking yeah. about Kyrie. But, you know, uh, uh, they're, they're, he's we going joke. to, they're going to play more games. So those three guys might play more games together. So I just feel like it's not disrespectful for 47 and 35 for Cleveland to be in that 6-7 range, four, five, six, seven, competing to stay out of the play-in. But If Allen's healthy last year, they, they win 50 games. And they're the beneficiaries of Kyrie only playing half of a season and three teams in the East at 25 wins or less. I really like this team. Are you more excited to watch Trey Young and Murray together or Garland and Mitchell just as a basketball fan? No, no contest, Cleveland. I totally agree. That's how I feel too. It's, they're a better team. Because I really like Garland. Like, I think he's unselfish and I think you made the key point. I think he was put in a situation to do stuff that I think, honestly think he's more of a distributor. He had like, like eight and a half assists last year. I feel like that, to me, he's a possibility for an assist title. Now, his assist ratios last year shot up, and yet he didn't have another go-to creator with that team. And, and I think it's very different watching games, and I'm going, I don't think he wants to do this. Well, other guys want to. And I looked at him being like, shit, like, I've got to try to figure out how way to save this position. You could feel I, it in the playing I, game, especially. I didn't think he wanted to actually be as selfish as he ended up having to be at times. What do you think his assist per game title odds are, House? Who, Darius Garland. Garland? To win the assist title. His odds? Yeah. I, that's a great, that FanDuel has that. 15? Huh? 25 to 1. Yeah, I would have higher than 20. I mean, he's 8 and a half sure. last year. It'll yeah. be, all right, I'm going slight over. I don't feel good about it. If I was going to bet Cleveland, I would bet either the playing at plus one thirty or the or the division plus three fifty, and just bank on. I don't want to bet the division because I don't want to ever bet on anybody. Well, that's why hurt. I wouldn't do it. But I, I think the playing is probably the best bet. I like that. So here's one I've changed my mind on twenty times. The Chicago Bulls. Forty one and a half is the over. Six to one to win the division. Plus one ten for the playing, minus one thirty four for the playoffs. I started out as a hard under for this. And now I actually think too many people are shorting the Bulls, basically. And that they still have DeRozan and Levine and Vucevic. Patrick Williams, I like. I think they could patch together point guard without Lonzo. I think one of the reasons Lonzo's out, and it's like, oh, Lonzo's out. They're going to be a mess. Okay, they have, they have Dragic. They got Kobe White. They got my guy Io. They can patch it together and get minutes out of that position. So now I'm wondering, could this be a 42 and 40, 43 and 39 type team? They would have no incentive to tank. Right. They have real veterans on the team. They don't have their draft pick anyway. It's top four protected. Orlando gets it. Um, 
I'm leaning toward over, but I could also be talked out of it. What do you got, House? It's a tiny, tiny, tiny over for me. And you hit on the key point. They're not incented to tank. And, you know, they, they are going to play hard. And they w- I think they want to. They found an identity last season. Now, there'll be regression with DeRozan, right? He's not going to do what he did last season. But, I but think, they get Caruso back. How many yeah. games did Caruso miss? He right. missed like two-thirds of the season. Yeah, I mean, the biggest wild card is Lonzo. The thing to play for is Lonzo. Lonzo healthy that team, the version of that team that we saw at the beginning of last year, that was pretty exciting. It was fun. It was like the best version of Levine because of what uh, DeRozan um, and and Caruso were able to do. The defense was like, there was defensive intensity. It was fun to watch. I like Billy D with those. Yeah, that's another thing. His team's overachieved. So they could go crunch time. They could just have Caruso with Levine, DeRozan, Patrick Williams, and Vucevic. That's at least a 500 team. Yeah, 42 and 40 is I'm going over. What do you got, Rosillo? Yeah, I'm going to lean under here. Uh, I, I think I'm being a little unfair because, you know, Caruso missed 41 games, so half the season, as you said. Uh, Lonzo missed even more time than that. Um, when Lonzo went down with his injury last time, they were they were 27 and 13. You know, they were playing much better defense. 27 and 13 is like legit <laughs> yeah. record. That's half flying. the season. They, yeah. they came out flying. But the problem I had with Chicago was when I would watch them in comparison to the other teams that we thought could maybe come out of the East. I was like, I just don't see it. I don't see it. Mm-hmm. And then they were they were legitimately like, I don't know, average would be nice towards the second half of the season. Yeah, they're they, bad. They were Well, they their were defensive identity completely fell right. apart. And then you're like, okay, well, yeah, but those guys were gone. So how can you how can you hold this? Like, I wish Lonzo were coming back. I'd probably go over that this this lingering thing scares me. When he's been quoted about the injury, you're kind of like, what? Yeah. What's going on here? Uh, I don't know if Io plays point guard. He's incredible. What a great draft pick by them. You know, when you watch him in college, you're like, this guy's got something to him. But you're like, is he great at any of those things? And it's like, no, he's actually just really good at a bunch of them. And his his shooting is held up in the pros. And, you know, to the tanking thing, like, there's no fucking way. You don't pay DeRozan. You don't trade for Vucevic. You don't redo the Levine deal. There's no way. So I'm arguing against myself here a little bit. But I guess it's just a a slight shave under for me. House, they traded Wendell Carter, Uh, Otto Porter's expiring, the Franz Wagner pick, and a top four protected 2023 first rounder for Vucevic. (laughs) That's a rough trade. That's why like other guys can't get deals done because teams will go like, that is a really rough trade. And if they're not good this year for some reason, that pick could be like what six, seven, eight, because they're gonna, they're not gonna bottom out. But if they're not a playoff team, and Orlando, just Orlando's already won the trade with Wagner. They already won the trade. Yeah, yeah they could right. take a corpse with the top four protected, and they still win the trade. So on bonus on top of that, that's really tough. Um, all right, quickly, Detroit twenty nine and a half is the over. They are plus three eighty for the plan. I'd rather have Chicago. My favorite bet with Chicago, and it flipped. It was plus money. It was plus 110, mm. and now it's minus 110. I like them at the 10 spot because of the, the, them and the Knicks if if uh, Charlotte drops out. I got super excited about this one as an over and as a playing bet. And the more I look at it, even though Cade I was really impressive the second part of last year. Uh, Jaden Ivey coming out of the gate being an impact guy, I feel like that's going to take a year. 
the Bogdanovich, I know that was that was fun for like this year, but I also feel like they could spin him pretty easily. If they wanted to December, January. I think they just want shooting around Cade. Yeah. I, 29 and a half. It feels around the number. And because I went over for Orlando, I'm going to go slight under on this. I don't feel great about it. It's too many for me. I, th- I feel the exact same way. And it's, I feel better about that Orlando over than I'm not, I'm not saying Detroit to 30 wins and they're not going from, I, I do like the assets though. I mean, me too. they have that New Orleans Noel acquisition was quietly um, good for them. Beef, Little rejuvenated bags. Beef stew. The bag man. Bags like, the, you know, they're, they have interesting pieces. It's just like not the right time for them. If they, they had hit the more Hay- season. If they had hit the Hayes pick, I'd be more excited, but I, I just don't see it with them. So you're going slide under. What do you have, Rosillo? So they were the most improved team on a points per 100 possession in the NBA after the All-Star break. Wow. Yeah. They what started, were they, like 11 and 14 after the break? They started 12 and 45. They went 11 and 14 the last 25. And when you watch Cade, he was kind of carrying, like he might be that special. Yeah. That that's where you're like, maybe they, maybe, you know, because some of the times we get really lucky just because as basketball fans, somebody's really good as a young player and you go, holy shit, like they're going to win 35 games or something. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it does happen here. Bay has to return to the guy we saw two years ago. His shooting seemed to dip quite a bit there. Ivy physically is already going to do things as a rookie that you're going to go, holy shit. Um, and the front line, whether it's big stew. You say holy shit good or holy shit bad? No. Both. Yeah, well, that's probably <laughs> the most fair way to do it. And then during the other lottery pick that they grabbed from Memphis, who's like 18 and yeah. looks like he's... He's a dog. I like this him This team a lot. feels it. Like I'm going under, but I think this team is a year away from I'm gonna really go, being I something. totally agree with this. I'm going to go paid... Over. Great. I like it. Way I like to go. Way I to wanted go, to do so. it. I just Way couldn't quite. I just, I didn't want to have Orlando and Detroit. I, I'm in the same I didn't either really because it kind of goes against like, hey, when the Your tanking, philosophy. Yeah, but yeah. you can tell with the Detroit moves and then you start adding in like, hey, how long has that front office been there? You know, if the front office has been there a little bit longer. A little gamey? It's like, yeah, mm-hmm. we're probably not going to be tanking mm-hmm. as much because yeah. we don't want to get fired. Yep. That's the next thing too. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff there. Pacers, 23 and a half. We're all going under on this, I assume. I'm going to go over. Okay. Just because 24 wins is like the threshold for me. You'll be in the mix for the number one or number two pick overall in the draft. And both of those are tremendous picks. And so, you know, I don't know when that trade with with Heald and, and Miles Turner is going to happen. So if they, you know, are a 40% win team for a little while, into January. Here's the opposite of what you just said. You had Carlisle, who's got a lot of power there right now, totally willing to throw away a year for a chance at one Biyama or a Scoot. And I'm going under. I think they suck. Yeah. And they do suck. I, yeah. I don't mean to suggest anything they different. They had the Halliburton thing. Wins, they were, no, no, they're yeah. a massive disappointment off of last year's number. Yeah. Like, I kind of went the other way, being like, hey, Carlisle figures it out. All those years of those yeah. Dallas teams, whatever. Um, you know, he may be working his way up to the front office at some some point too. Like, you know. I think that already happened. All right. So we have Okay. We, I we think have, I think have, he's already holding yeah. the car keys in that yeah. front office, whether they want to admit it or not. Yeah, this team has some tradable parts too. Like even TJ McConnell. I I'll, see him I'll take getting TJ spun. McConnell. Yeah. He's a minutes, playoff guy. Picking guys up ninety four. He um, he belongs in Toronto. Toronto needs another they need somebody behind FVV. Or Phoenix. 
Like, why can't that be the Jay Crowder trade? They don't want to do it. They don't want to do anything to help Chris Paul. Yeah, they want to just run him into the ground. Miles Turner is $18 million a year as a free agent. He's another piece. Only been available for three years. Yeah. But Buddy for 24, available for two years. Can't dribble, can shoot. Yeah. Do want to put in a quick pitch. You came up with two candidates for rookie of the year. Benedict Matherin, if they go in this direction, could, it, be, a could be a third one. Could okay. be a guy. All right, yeah. we'll talk about that in part three. Let's uh let's go over the locks and we'll go over the overrunners. A quick recap of the East. I feel less good about the East than the West for my picks, just for the record. Celtics, over under 53 and a half, under for all three of us. Brooklyn Nets, 51 and a half, under for all three of us. Philadelphia 76ers, 50 and a half, over for all three of us. I am also locking that down. That's as a house over. lock also. House yeah. lock as well. Okay. Toronto, 46 and a half. I can't quite get there as a lock, but we all went over. House, I you, am there you locking lock. that one? Yes, absolutely. Okay. okay. New York Knicks, 38 and a half, over for me in house, under for the naysayer, Ryan Rosillo, who's just keeping his locks in his pocket like Danny Green holding on to timeouts. Miami Heat, 49 and a half, under for me. You went under house? I think so. I don't remember. It was such a sharp number. Rosillo, you're under as well? I'm under, and I'll yeah. lock that. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Rosillo on the board. Atlanta Hawks, 45 and a half. Tough one. We all went under. I, don't, I wouldn't bet that one. That's a stay away for me. Charlotte, here's a lock time. Lock. Is this one of the ones we all agreed on? Charlotte, 34 and a half under? Just and amazing. Lock. Triple lock. Triple lock. Dude, we've agreed on yeah. one, two, three, four. Listen, we're all five, smart. Six, this year is seven, seven out of the eight so far in the East. Wiz, 35 and a half. I went under. You guys went over. I definitely went over. Orlando, 27 and a half. I want to put a lock on this, but I'm not going to do it. You know what? Fuck it. I'm doing it. Lock. Orlando, 27 and a half. Over. No, I'm not locking it. Me either. It's a nice no, over. No, I'm not though. doing it. It's I was too, kidding. I just did that over. first already. I am going over though. I do like the over. So 27 and a half, three overs for us. Milwaukee Bucks, 52 and a half, three overs. Cleveland Cavaliers, 47 and a half. Over for me and Rosillo. Under for Joe House. 47 is good. Chicago Bulls, 41 and a half. Over for me. Over for House. Under for Rosillo. Detroit, 29 and a half. Under for me. Under for House. Over for Rosillo. And then under, under, over for Pacers, 23 and a half. House has the over. So... There you go. That's it for part two. Stay tuned for part three. We have a really fun game that I promise you will enjoy. We're creating a draft that people will end up stealing. And I'm excited to do it. <laughs> well, we so we're going to do that. It. Yeah, we stole it, but people steal from us. And then we're going to do some awards. And that'll be it. Thanks to Kyle Crane for producing. Thanks to Corey and Dylan as well. We will see you for part three. <laughs> 